What's going on, everybody? Today is Monday, October 23rd. It's 10 a.m. on East Coast, and you are listening and watching the Daily AI Show Live. And with us today, we've got Junmi, Beth, Andy, and Aaron, and I'm Brian. And I just was thinking to myself that I need to start adding that to the top of the shows because you know what? We're growing our audience so crazy on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts, um, which has been a big push as well. Um, that I figure, you know what, there's quite a few people who are now listening to us and uh, don't get to see all our lovely faces. So uh, it's always cool to tell you who we got in the crew, uh, the DOS crew, as we call it, the Daily AI Show uh, crew. So if you hear us say DOS crew, that's what we mean. And today, it's a new week. I'm excited. Today, we're talking about a uh, SWOT analysis for AI in sales. Um, so strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, um, just sort of diving into, you know, how AI is going to impact is already impacting sales and just sort of moving through those, you know, those, all of each one of those letters in the acronym. Um, I'm excited about this because I currently work in sales, uh, work for a company called scale consulting, and this is basically what I do. I, I'm always focused on, you know, where can we make improvements as the AI strategist within the company? And of course I get like a front row seat to actually watching this stuff be implemented in sales. So um, it's exciting for me to talk about this, but before we sort of jump in and, and dive in, does anybody have any, you know, like first thoughts on this? Um, you know, the opposite of the TLDR, does anybody have the first thoughts on this? They, they've been thinking about and they want to, they want to share, or do you guys want to just dive into the, uh, the, the uh, acronym as it is? Well, I, I will I say think one thing about to, it. Uh, I look forward to the day when I can literally outsource all of my sales to an AI and not have to do it at all as a, a business owner. <laughs> so Brian, you'll be able to tell us, you know, what, uh, is actually working in the world of sales uh, because of your, you know, beautiful vantage from scaled there. Um, the SWOT approach to it was kind of a strategic analysis, typically. So, you know, do, using SWOT as a framework is very interesting. And so the last one, T, the threats, um, I, I, I want to just put a placeholder in there for the threat of counterselling and disinformation against your brand or against mm. your person or company, because I actually have some personal experience with the company that I was a part of where this kind of rumored, uh, you know, insinuation in the you know, milieu actually hurt our product and its success in the marketplace. So really? uh, that can be counter sales and that's a threat. AI mm -hmm. can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely want to dive into that uh, more. Uh, welcome, Carl. Carl's with us as well. Um, Carl, we're talking today about uh, sort of a SWOT analysis, if you will, of AI and sales. And we were just sort of, you know, kicking things off, um, you know, not to put you on the spot. Do you have any thoughts before we sort of dive into this <laughs> analysis or anything you want to you want to make sure we hit today? I think the I was actually looking at this uh, yesterday night and it's we're currently um, testing out uh, Salesforce Einstein. Mm -hmm. And it still goes back to my point, though. It all comes to the data around sales, right? Because to me, sales data is spread out, especially when you talk about SWOT analysis. Different mm -hmm. SaaS tools mm -hmm. have different 
like program like uh i guess functions like gong would be one salesforce would be another zoom info outreach all these different tools serve different purposes mm -hmm. so how can you do can you it's always been my ai challenges how do you collect information from all these tools to make a holistic analysis and get holistic insight if each of these tools has their own ai tool that they want you to use right yeah i don't know do you want to jump in that bet since he was talking about einstein i know you're our uh salesforce guru uh any insights on that part of it my salesforce expertise rises every time someone refers to me <laughs> as far as i am you are <laughs> i agree well, I think what Carl's saying is right. And Salesforce's case that they're making is do everything through us. Now, mm -hmm. they, you may have better tools um, and there are ways to bring the information into Salesforce. But what Salesforce is really, uh, the goal that they're really shooting for is if you do it all within the Salesforce ecosystem, then we can completely take care of you. Which, and I mean, that, that may be what, like there may be more I'm just familiar with the Salesforce, right, ecosystem, yeah. but that may be a play that other people are making too, right? That, that mm -hmm. like we have, I mean, Amazon maybe um, with their AWS, like, okay, just keep all your data here and we've got everything. But uh, to Carl's point, um, what are the bridges? Who's coming out with the bridges that are going to make those pieces mm -hmm. of information, even though they're still in your private ecosystem, um, mm -hmm. play nicely together? Right. Yeah, I think there's definitely, you know, uh, look, Salesforce is doing HubSpot's doing it. Probably every other CRM is trying to work towards that. It makes sense, right? Like if all of your stuff is in our ecosystem, why would you ever leave? And, it, and if it gets deeper and deeper into the cross functionality of, of using that data and you layer on top of that, you know, natural language processing, and it's not just like so-so natural language, but it's mm -hmm. actual good natural language. Me and what I mean by that for anybody listening is, I mean, like, a Google search inside Salesforce that's legitimately going to, to actually answer the question you have. Um, it could almost be detrimental at this point when people deploy or these these companies are deploying these natural language search search bars, if you will, that aren't they, they have the name. They've called them AI and they're not really. They're mm -hmm. like uh, just a, a basic semantic search, which in itself can be good, but it actually could be more detrimental to the brand, in my opinion, because if it's poor, it almost, you weren't expecting it as the end user. And now you've put something in front of the end user and it's getting worse for them. They're having a worse customer experience and that can actually turn people off. So it's, it's interesting. And maybe part, part of the, what we could talk about is it's interesting how deploying AI too quickly in a sales solution can in, in an effect actually doom uh, a future company who's trying to maybe get to market quickly with some of these AI solutions for positioning it may end up being their downfall. I don't know that that will be the case. I don't have any use cases for that, but it certainly could um, because God knows you can move too quick. And so there's always going to be that, that, uh, that balance, if you will, for any company out there that's saying, how fast do we go to market with this AI solution? And is it good enough? Does it meet the minimum criteria of making the user experience X amount percentage better? And if it doesn't across the board without without exception, it probably doesn't need to be deployed because just having nice bells and whistles that just frustrate people 
you know, I don't think it's going to make the user experience any better and it's going to turn people away from it. So one thing though, I think, and this keeps on my brain for like the past, like several months. So like I was mentioning about Salesforce, we actually, I can't find one lick of how to actually use this. So we've got access to it, but I was like, I'm, I'm looking at YouTube. I'm looking at all these places. Like, how do I use this? And all I've gotten was things from three years ago. So that doesn't count. And like these nice videos that show what could be done, but doesn't right. actually show you how to do it. And then I think to me, what's worse is, and this isn't just Salesforce, this is everything across the board. Everyone's racing to integrate AI into their tech in one form or another, but they never ask themselves, A, do we need it? B, how do you actually, how does everybody be able to implement it and actually implement it in a useful way for their situation? And how do you educate everybody on how to do that? If your just goal is to race, to implement it as fast as you can, where like, I don't know if any of you remember the, it, it was maybe a small little bit where everyone tried to copy Google search into their product, but it never mm -hmm. worked. So it's mm -hmm. either you use Google. Oh no, you go here and we can do search and we can do search. Like, no, your search is terrible. Your search yeah. is terrible. Your search is terrible. So why would I right now use HubSpot chat spot when I can just go to chat GPT? which is better than ChatSpot, or you've just an API wrapper on it. Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, so I think that, I think the speed question brings up a serious threat and it's a tension threat, right? So like the threat is speed. If you're too slow, that's going to be a problem. If you're too fast, that's going to be a problem. Now that implies like there's one sweet spot. I think the sweet spot is like a mile wide. Right. Like, so you don't have to feel like, oh, crap, but you do need to be watching and having um, uh, like do some process analysis, do some business process analysis, find your actual use cases where uh, where that's going to be where you're building on your strengths. Right. Or that uh, you're shoring up a, a weakness. But um yeah, I think that's a real key. And also for Salesforce, if you want to know how to do something in Salesforce, they have an amazing training system called Trailhead. Uh, mm -hmm. YouTube is probably not the best place initially. Um, but, but I have uh, to pay for that, don't I? Nope. 100% free. Just, just pay Beth to do it for you. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, at, like, hundred percent free. If you want to know, if I'm talking Trailhead about business is, analysis, is and expensive. you're saying I don't. Yeah. Trailhead is not expensive. No, no, extensive, extensive. Extensive, thank you. Yes, yes. Trailhead is extensive. When I talk about business analysis, if you're like, I don't know what that is, go and do like an hour on business analysis and Trailhead and you'll like, like it's an amazing resource. I'm done yeah. now. No, no, I, I agree with that. Well, listen, before we get too deep, deep in the show, because we're we're deep into the show, I don't know what words just came out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> I'm talking faster than I'm processing them. Um, we're about one third of the way into the show. So I do want to make sure we do actually do a bit of a SWOT on this one. So let's start with strengths. And, you know, one of the things I had in the like what we'll cover is how can AI automate repetitive tasks, provide data-driven insights, and enhance customer engagement in sales? We've sort of talked about a little bit of this, but I want to just sort of kick this, you know, the S, the strengths part of it off by saying that first part is really, to me, 
the golden nugget, and that is talking about repetitive tasks. Now, this can be applied outside of sales, but since we're talking about AI and sales, that's that's where we'll focus. There are so many boring, mundane, repetitive tasks that a typical sales rep mm -hmm. is um, tasked with doing on a weekly, daily, monthly process or uh, um, a schedule. And that's where I think that's your low hanging fruit. That's where it's really easy to go in. Now, depending on your role and depending on how big your organization is within sales really will determine how many hats you wear in sales. It is very possible for somebody to be the person who both sources and does all the prospecting and is building lists themselves inside of Sales Navigator and maybe inside their CRM. And they're doing all the prospecting. Then they're doing all the messaging and they're trying to personalize the messaging. And then they may actually go through all the process. They may even close the deal and write the SOW that the client has eventually done. And then to be perfectly honest, on a really small company, they may also be customer success to a certain <laughs> point, right? They may go the whole thing. In larger companies, that's obviously going to be broken out to things like SDRs and AEs and things like this, where people have specific roles and certain certain parts of the sales funnel are going to be their, their job specifically. But at some point, they're going to be handing this off. So where AI can be very, very helpful is in any part of that. So it's great for taking care of some repetitive tasks. Hey, if you've got to look up one company and you need this criteria... Um, just the other day I was working in, um, industries and personas and then value props. If that has to be done, it doesn't matter. It's like, look, this is my niche and this is where I'm going to be focusing and prospecting. If that has to be done for 20 companies or one, that's a repeatable task. That's something mm -hmm. that now could be taken off of your plate to a certain point before <laughs> the human in the loop has to come back in. Um, to be done because it's repetitive, it could be replaced by AI. Just think about the amount of hours that one small replacement in a typical sales process or, or team would save in terms of hours. And it's like in a team of like 20 SDRs, having one verified repeatable task taken off their plate is hours and hours and hours, especially when it comes to research, because it even with Google, it can take a really long time to do it. Now this can be replaced with a three, four, five part automation. That alone is could be hundreds, could be hundreds of thousands of dollars in saved money and an increased ROI simply because people are trying to are able to get to the personalization faster. And to me, that's that's a massive win. So it really does come down to these, you know, it's AI, fix everything, do everything for me. Well, it's actually a series of, of these big tasks built up over time. And it's one after the other, after the other, until you have a team that's operating using the most human intervention and not using somebody who's got 10, 15 years of experience doing a repeatable task that they don't want to do anyway. We can replace that now. So that's that's my big strength there. Anybody want to jump in with a with another strength? Yeah. So I I, I kind of wanted to tag onto that, Brian, because for me, I mean, I run a, a one person business, and so I do everything. And when mm -hmm. it comes to finding prospective clients, you know, I've got a sales background, but I've been in marketing for eighteen years, but I haven't forgotten how to do the basics. You know, trying to compile a list of prospects understand who they are, what they do, and as you said, personalize some kind of outreach to them, whether it's a, an email or a cold call or whatever. That is a pain in the posterior big time to have to do. I don't have somebody else doing that for me. 
So, I mean, I've seen small snippets of tools that are sort of heading down that path of AI. I haven't seen anything yet that probably doesn't cost $5,000 a month that's good, but it's definitely something I think would be an awesome um, uh, value add or like if I could buy a tool like that that was reasonably priced, that would be a huge advantage to my business. And, you know, as I said, I'm just a one-person business whether it's other small businesses or big ones, that kind of thing by itself would be a, a big strength. So definitely a positive on my point of view for that. Absolutely. And just to come in on the other side, the threat of that is the people who do your your same service who are using it, right? Mm, sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Listen, like oh, we can. I'll, I'll save more of that, Beth, because there, there, there's definitely a threat there. Um, but yeah, there's some threats there. We'll, we'll get we'll get back to that. Any other strengths that you guys want to point out? I mean, you know, Aaron, what you're saying is exactly the types of stuff that we're trying to sell for um, at scale. That's what I focus on almost exclusively these days. Um, it's why I built a prompt library um, for sales folks um, because these are people often think, and they're not wrong for it, thinking that ChatGPT is great for writing an email. Um, it'll help me write an email, and it will. But what they're not thinking about is all the ways that it can role play with them. It's not thinking about the eight-week series that it's putting together to help an SDR who's struggling a little bit, who's a great employee, but just is behind their, their counterparts in terms of being able to close a deal. And it's helping that manager, that leader, put together an eight-week plan of action that they can deploy immediately with that specific employee in order to help them get up to speed and become, you know, the best version of themselves. I guarantee you, we talk to, we talk to salespeople all the time at my, in my company. They're not thinking like that. They're thinking, oh, this will help me write an email. And they're like, yes. And also, you know, it will do, what do you always say, Beth, in like for improv, right? Yes. And Yes, yeah. and <laughs> we'll <laughs> right? So uh, there's, there's so many. Another strength, uh, another strength that occurs to me is that uh, the advanced LLMs like ChatGPT4 and Claude2 have real evaluative capabilities. So let's take a, 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 an inside salesperson who's basically doing phone calling, and they're following a script that's been used and, and tuned and, and done for a long time but who's actually reviewing and evaluating the effectiveness of that script. Uh, and AI could do that, even on an ad hoc basis, like give it the script and just ask it to yep. give you ideas about you know, how this could be improved. And so I can imagine one strength of AI is its ability to apply a very broad range of knowledge and insight and reasoning to any particular application or any document even. And so here, a, a great strength of GPT is its versatility, but mm. it's, it's up to us to figure out how to apply it. What do we ask the, the uh, AI to do? And in sales, I think, you know, getting rid of jankiness in the sales scripts is, uh, is an important one. And that's one of the things that Einstein, the vision for Einstein, is and that you wouldn't need to prompt like uh talk to me about the most recent uh interactions we've had talk to me about their sales pattern talk to me right those are those are ways that salesforce has been able to do stuff in the past but the vision i my understanding is the vision is like okay i want to make this phone call talk to me 
right? Yeah. So like all of that analysis is part of it. So it's not even just evaluating the sales script, it's personalizing it. It's like, these so, are the keys yeah. that you're gonna hit for this particular client based on all the information we have. Mm -hmm. Which I think Beth, just on your point about that analysis, I've been always pushing the gong summary and then the summary of summaries and having the ability to analyze whole sets of say sales calls or sales information and then making a recommendation out of that is a huge yeah. strength that's a really because there's unless you have tens to hundreds of people being able to go through that data now you can't like technically you can in a very short amount of time if you fed it correctly and use some automations that you can pull from all these different tools that's a good point, Brian, because I remember, sorry, Carl, my apologies. No I remember years ago, I, one of the, when this technology first became available, I was running um, Google ads for clients and we started using phone call recordings. So when someone clicked on one of our ads, filled in a form, called in, we would record the phone call between the prospect and the salesperson. And myself and my account manager, I was running the accounts, he was uh, the ad campaigns, he was doing the sales stuff. We would sit down and often listen to the calls between the the prospect and the client and then give feedback to the customer but that's not a scalable process for two people to do um you know if you can start taking that kind of stuff especially with the modern day technology where i think a lot of the phone calls can go through a voip system and be recorded from start to finish yes being able to push that stuff into an ai and getting feedback from it i think that's a huge strength for a sales organization yeah. And listen, I think there's, so on that point, you know, we've had, we've had people bring this up before. I can't remember his name, but he's in, he's in law and he talk, talks a lot about AI. William and law. Love. Yeah. William, what love. William Love. William Love. William Love. Mm -hmm. So he was saying like, look, you, you know, there's, there's implications here as far as like letting people know and, you mm -hmm. know, uh, all this kind of stuff about things being recorded. Um, but, but outside of that, if we just, if we table that to a side and say, you're doing whatever, either your company says is approved or whatever, let's just think about this. If you're all to your points, if you're an SDR right now, or you're maybe an AE, I mean, an account executive, cause they may more likely be on like a discovery call. Let's just say you're on a discovery call right now. If all of us right now, all six of us were on a call together and maybe I'm the AE and all five of you are from the company that I'm doing the discovery right now we're all doing this which is it's human to think i'm listening to brian talk but i'm also kind of also thinking about the thing that i want to say next and i'm starting to formulate formulate that response or oh he's saying this about whatever and hey, I, I have something to say about that and so naturally we cannot focus 100 percent on two different things at once it's very very hard to do so we're thinking about how we want to formulate our response while also trying to actively listen guess who does an amazing job of actively listening freaking AI does. It won't miss a thing. So if you want to be a great SDR, if you want to get better at your craft, if you want to get better at any calls that you're doing, take every single call you have within the, the, the limits of what you're allowed to do for your company and law and all that kind of stuff. All right. Put it in there and simply ask, what did I miss? What did I miss? What questions, what concepts were brought up that I did not accurately respond to and give a good answer? It will tell you what you missed, which you breezed over because you had your ideas of what to say next. Then you say, 
Give me an email that I can send yeah. back to the client addressing yep. the things that mm -hmm. I missed, as well as the follow-up keys. Do you know how good that feels as the client to get that back, that, that you get this summary and you're like, listen, we talked about this, this, and this. These are the key action items to take away. Also, I realized that you asked about this and I did not give you a good answer. Here's my answer to that. Blah, 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 blah. That level of personalization and all it really takes is just simply taking that transcript and asking what you missed. Where were the blank spots in that call? That could be massive, massive. So, in any, literally any sales representative right now can use that tool. You do not have to wait for your you know, yep. superiors, as long as it's okay within the range of what you're allowed to do, right? You can do this on your side. And so Aaron, to your point, like, you don't have to wait anymore for for to have the time with the manager, which might only happen once a week. Maybe it's select calls. Maybe it wasn't your best call. Maybe it was your worst call. And now you can do it literally with every call and get better by the end of the day. That, and you know, that's a trying, massive was, improvement. Yeah, I was, I was really, really, really pushing. You know how, Brian, you said, oh, you can do this today. I was like, hey, I can set up an automation for you that it just shows up on your like a private slack like it'll just show up there you don't have to do anything you actually don't have to actually copy paste like you don't have to do anything you just right look at it <laughs> yeah i don't know how else i can deliver it to you i i don't know how to force feed you this but tell me what you want and it's interesting because so here's a fascinating thing we've got a whole set of salespeople, and i'm like hey here's this automation i'm gonna set for you all you literally have to do is like look and it's like crickets. And I was like, yeah. I don't know how else to tell people this. I, I, I don't <laughs> like, that's the challenge is like, I feel like it's something separate that Carl's working on that. I don't have time to look at, but I'm like, but, but, but it like, <laughs> you're going to do this stuff anyway. I'm just making it super, super easy. And maybe that oh, goes back you, to yeah previous discussion. Sorry, well, it, it's you're already like, talking about weaknesses, so you've done a great job <laughs> of transitioning us into weaknesses, which is yeah. adoption. Adoption right. is so hard right. in sales. Yeah. It is it's hard across the board in a lot of places, but people don't want to change the way they've done things in the past. You know, you get a twenty plus you know veteran of doing sales. They're not. They don't want to know my LinkedIn strategy of how to build a personal brand. They'll they'll be polite to me. But they're they're forgetting about what I'm saying as I'm saying it to them. Yes, and Carl, I've absolutely <laughs> been in the same place yeah. you have, where I've been like, "Here, here you go. It's all right here." And I'll get back and, and like I had somebody at a recent client, and they said, uh, "It's not you. Adoption is really hard at this company." <laughs> said, well, it's good to know that it's not me because I don't think I could say this any clearer. And it's like yeah. a good email sequence. You know, it says it takes like eight to ten to twelve touches. It's the same thing. It's just. <laughs> going back and going back and it has to be repetitive and consistent and you're going to say the same thing 10 times i know i have and it's like all of a sudden i'll get a dm from somebody on linkedin and they'll be like hey this is two months in the training and they'll be like hey you know that thing you said i tried it today freaking amazing <laughs> it's gotta be the 10th time i've said this but that's what it takes you know that's what it takes for it to stick right yeah. right right so I think we, we've gotten weaknesses. Uh, do we got time to cover uh, the other two uh, parts we yeah. got here? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. let, let, me, let me throw two 30-second weaknesses in to round it out, guys. So okay. things like data privacy concerns, 
Um, you know, are we making sure that they're covered our ass there? And also, is there a potential for um, biased algorithms? That's yeah. from uh, my little buddy, ChatGPT, on the side there. But, yeah, you know, two good points. Something to think about. Yeah. Nothing worse than getting a good hallucination that sounds real, real, and then putting that into an email and then having the client come back to you and go, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, That's not I'm gonna, right. I'm going to sh shift over, Junmi, at your suggestion to opportunities and yeah. just mention that I think there's a, a big opportunity to develop uh, research assistants that are lead generators. So mm. against local news and, and uh, you know, everything that is like a sensor network for you that if you're, say you're in the construction industry and you want to see the very earliest indication that, hey, this is a possible opportunity for us, that right. research system will surface those for you automatically. Right. It's something to help you, uh, uh, like you said, your research and uh, especially data validation, right? Or your information source validation. I think that's a, a, a an excellent opportunity there. Yeah. And I'll add in onboarding is an opportunity, mm -hmm. especially in sales. We're we're seeing right now, we're projecting. Um, this is my CEO saying this, who's a sales expert. I'm not a sales expert, so I'm just sort of leaning on Jake Dunlap here. But he said many times, and to clients, I've been on calls where he said his clients, look, the typical onboarding time is about 90 days. That's just across the board. It might be more, it might be less for some clients, depending on the, how difficult the job is. He feels very strongly that in the very near future, so definitely within 2023, 2024, that that onboarding time is going to go down to 30 days or perhaps less. When you look at all the tools, all the opportunities we have for AI tools right now, I believe that one of the areas that you're going to see the biggest jump in is onboarding, getting a brand new SDR from day one, maybe coming out of college or just changing jobs or whatever, to actually selling and you know pushing deals through the pipeline in 30 days where it would normally take 90 because some of these tools, whether because they're immediate and they're flowing on the side of your screen as the conversation is happening in real time, because that's definitely here and also coming, um, or it's doing all the research and just getting up to speed, or it's creating an amazing Carl, amazing chatbot internally that's training them on everything they need to know that they would have normally had to have asked their superior about, you know, the, the manager or whatever, and now they can get instant answers. So they're, they're learning at their speed as opposed to the pace set by the company in the past. So again, getting back to that extreme personalization, but at the level of the actual individual rep in sales, that's a massive opportunity. And then also just really quick, an opportunity is being able to do more with less. And that could transition us into threats because people are worried about jobs. But the reality is, you're going to be able to see teams who truly put this stuff in play. They are going to be able to optimize their team and get the same results with less heads and beds. And so perhaps that transitions <laughs> us into threats like if anybody that. wants to uh, bring that up or whatever. So maybe back to what you were saying, Andy, about uh, threats. Oh, we're not. I, I want to talk about another opportunity, actually. Go for it. Go I, for it. While you were speaking about it, and this, this has to do with the opportunity pipeline and the, the factors that are human assigned that say what the probability of closing such an opportunity is that lead into financial planning and analysis for the company and are really, really essential. And a lot of those, the, you know, the establishment of what the probability of closing is and you know mm -hmm. where it's going to end up closing in time, uh, those factors are really kind of subjective when you, when articulated by humans. 
AI could do sentiment analysis of the actual exchanges that are happening mm -hmm. in email and voice mm -hmm. and, and do something a lot more sophisticated in terms of assigning that probability. And that's going to improve the forecasting for the corporation. Yep. Yeah. And I that like is that. something actually Salesforce has been doing for a while. That's not part of the new stuff. Oh, okay. rolling out. They already do that. <laughs> they, 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 they look at the, the pace of the communications and, and provide a, a number. If you, so there's a, yeah, there's an integration with Gmail or Outlook, depending on what your uh, preference is. And then, yes, yeah. all that information. Okay, goes cool. I, I just right. let, want to let you know here as a qualification that, I was at Dreamforce 7. I know, it's so <laughs> okay. So my, my experience with Salesforce is kind of dated. <laughs> I think we're like to, uh, TLDR time, yeah? Oh, well, yeah. then let's wrap it up with uh, covering uh, threats. What's, uh, what's one threat uh, that uh, you can identify with this process? For the customer? Or prospect, I believe this will increase the amount of communications to you, whether it's emails, whether it's phone calls, whether it's whatever they send you, it'll just exponentially increase that, which means there'll be more opportunities for me to ignore that. But it's just, it. there's just a lot more of it that's going to be coming because it becomes so easy to do this. And there's, if you look at what we talked about today, all the insights, that will lead to, hey, let's just blanket our prospects with all these things that now we can do. Mm. Yeah, there's a for me, there's a flip side of the sales getting to know me really well. Right. The the difference between like I have a perfect opportunity for you and I know enough about you to push you to think that this is a perfect yeah. opportunity to you. That I think is not a mile wide. I think that's just like a little tiny line. And, uh, you know, we hope ethical people don't cross it. But uh, I believe that's a that's a threat and something to be aware of as a consumer. OK, so here's a threat. As a chief operating officer, I get a lot of inbound you know, attempts to reach me with personalization and all that sort of thing. Uh, thankfully, I don't have that email account anymore, so I don't, <laughs> I don't look at that. But imagine that I have an AI trained to be a gatekeeper so that any inbound thing, the, 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 they're going to get an invitation as an email response uh, or a telephone, uh, you know, response. They're they're going to get an invitation to talk to my AI to pre-qualify them, and so I'm mm -hmm. creating a moat that will not let you in, no matter how good your AI is, if it's not really, really carefully tailored to what I need. And and I'm I only tell my AI what I need at this point. The, the salesperson is going to just hear, "Sorry, <laughs> it didn't pass muster," and so you can't speak to him. That's an interesting idea. I like the idea of, of AI trying to get in and also AI being the yeah. gatekeeper that's keeping them out. That's a, that's a, that's a solid point. Yeah. It's just AI fighting with AI. It's yep. until finally one of them pushes over the edge. I don't know. I'll throw my, my threat real quick, which is, you know, one of the ones we had in the show notes was high cost of implementation. And actually, that's not my threat. My threat is companies getting maybe a little swindled by the idea of some big, amazing AI solution in deploying a, or, or spending a lot of money 
on the implementation. Mm. I'm not saying there's not some amazing solutions in the marketplace right now. I'm just saying, be careful because what you spend $10,000 deploying today could be obsolete tomorrow where you're moving so, so fast that that is a threat that could be a lot of money lost for a company. That's not to say they shouldn't, they should stand still either. I just think, again, going back to my original point about look for really small wins that don't really cost money at all, other than a little bit of time or working with a small consultancy or something like that to help you put those small wins in place. It does not have to be these massive, you know, 10, 20, $50,000 solutions um, because it's moving so fast that I fear a company doing that and putting all their eggs in that basket may in turn find out six months from now in a 12 month contract that it's no longer the tool they need because of X, Y, and Z. So that's a threat for sure. Yeah. My threat's probably around job displacement. Like when this technology gets good enough to do a better job at selling than you or I, um, there are going to be people who will lose jobs out of that. And, you know, that's for better or for worse, I think that's definitely going to happen. So, yeah, if you're not, I guess it's the old thing that in the marketing world we're talking at the moment, if you're not, you're not competing against AI, you're competing against a marketing person using AI. So if you're a salesperson not using AI, you're probably going to still fall behind the, the boat pretty quickly. Speaking of which, I want to make a quick pitch, and he didn't expect me to do this. Brian's company sells something called the AI Sales Prompt Pro for 50 bucks. Go check it out on the Scaled website. It actually looks pretty cool. I'm thinking of buying it myself. And it's just all sorts of different prompts are helping with different sales stuff. I may, I may know a guy that can help you out with that, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> little wink. wink nod. Yeah. But for the yeah, rest so. of you, go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of you. Yeah, I don't know all of you. <laughs> but, but I know Aaron. <laughs> uh, who, didn't, who didn't we get to for, for threats? Oh. I'll, I'll just wrap up by uh, going along with Carl, Beth, and and, and Andy. Uh, you're going to have to have a balance because the threat uh, for me is I'm with Andy. I want the I want the barrier. Uh, if I was you know just a, a regular customer or client, I'd want that barrier. You're going to see AI versus AI. That's that's probably going to be you know a few more months down the line once adoptions reach a, a certain level. But uh, yeah, I, I I think you should balance it. And the threat to, to from the sales side is that you push too hard, too fast, and uh, you'll you'll hit that uh, uh, pitfall. Yep. Yeah, I think. Well, listen, we went over. I know, but like, there, there's a lot in this one. I think this is going to be really, really valuable to people. I'm really excited to hear maybe some some feedback from this. And because my brain, I'll end on this. My brain only thinks about uh, Dolly uh, three images now. That's just, that's all I can do. Um, I think Andy had me thinking about two different uh, images here, either because it's AI versus AI. So it's either, uh, what is that, Lord of the Rings, thou shall not pass with the staff. I feel like that's <laughs> one image. Or maybe we go old school with Monty Python with the bridge keeper and, you know, icky, 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 ba swing, bow, whatever, you know, how many coconuts can it carry in a swallow? It's, right, it's right, one right. of these. But I think either one of those would be a good representation of what we're talking about today. Um, all right. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, this is a fun conversation for me. Um, and we will be back tomorrow talking about AI and education, also another topic that I'm really, really excited to dive into because there's so many cool things happening there. Um, and then we'll be back the rest of the week. So that's it for us, guys. Have a wonderful Monday. Thanks for hanging out with us an extra uh, 10 minutes. And uh, we will see you guys tomorrow.
，拜拜。